The Folklore Scotland podcast proudly presents Campfire Tales, your fortnightly fireside story. Frog Prince, written and read by Rebecca Brown. In times gone by, there was a queen of the Western Isles. She was proud and strong and led her people well. As long as their queen lived, the people were confident and happy. However, fate took a dark twist one day when the queen fell ill with a mysterious illness. Her skin was slick with sweat and her eyes drooped as she nodded in and out of wakefulness. She could hardly lift a hand to her blanched skin, let alone rise and show her subjects a strong leader. For days, physician after physician came to court to try and remedy the queen of her illness, but none could find the cause. Her court were at a loss, and soon the queen would surely die. Not only this, but her subjects were starting to grow anxious, as none had seen nor heard of their beloved queen in several days, which was most unusual. One day, her eyes looking frightfully dull, the queen gathered her three fine daughters around her. My girls, she said, her voice a weak whisper. I fear for my life and I fear for our kingdom. If I am to survive this ailment, you must do one thing for me. Anything, mother, cried the eldest daughter grasping her mother's hand which had grown thin and frail. What would you have us do? said the second eldest. The youngest said nothing, simply looking on. The queen paused and considered each of her daughters, all fine and beautiful with red hair twisted into braids. There is a story, she said, and her daughters crowded around so they could hear her. Deep in the woods there is a well. They say that the water from the well is sourced from a prince's blood and will cure any illness. The queen turned to her eldest daughter. You are my oldest and bravest daughter. I need you to collect water from the well. With that, her daughter obliged and set out on her journey. As night fell, the other two sisters peered out of the window and spotted the eldest riding back into the castle. Without a moment's hesitation, they flew downstairs and met her at the door. Did you get it? the youngest asked, eagerly. The eldest sibling, holding up a tiny glass vial, said, I could not meet the conditions of the well's guardian, so I acquired this water from the river just outside of town. What mother does not know will not hurt her. And so, the water was given to the queen, who sipped it tentatively. Her daughters knew their mother would not heal, but if her spirits were heightened, they could rest easy. However, the opposite occurred. The queen quickly grew sicker, unable to stomach any food without bringing it back up, and growing weaker by the day. Again, the daughters were summoned to her bedchamber, where she turned to the middle daughter. My wisest daughter, will you go into the well in the wood and fetch me the water? The middle daughter complied and set off into the forest. That evening, she returned looking distressed. This too is water from the river just outside of town, she said, holding up the vial. I simply could not meet the conditions of the well, but I hope this gives our mother rest. Again, the queen was given the water, and this time almost instantly grew paler. 
That night, drapes were drawn around the Queen as the court feared her time was drawing near. The youngest daughter, however, did not need to be summoned to know what to do. She saddled her horse and took off into the night towards the forest. The forest was dark and treacherous. Several times her horse tripped on roots that clawed up out of the ground like talons and in the dark, with no lantern to guide her way, she lost the path quickly. The youngest daughter despaired. She feared she would never find her way out and her mother would surely perish without the water from the well. It was just as all hope seemed lost that she saw something glimmering up ahead. The moonlight danced through a gap in the trees and bounced off what her heart was relieved to recognise as a beautiful silver well. She hurried towards it, violet the ready, when a frog hopped in her way. Halt! The frog croaked, and the youngest daughter gawked in disbelief at the frog who had just spoken. If you want to take the water from my well, you must first agree to my conditions. And what might those conditions be? The youngest daughter asked, all too aware that they had been so terrible that the bravest and smartest people she knew could not meet them. If you wish to take the water from my well, you must take me in marriage. The youngest daughter didn't know what to think, but she knew her mother would not last until dawn, and she also knew how badly the kingdom would suffer if she perished. Okay, frog, I accept your proposal, she declared. The frog, who expected her, like her siblings, to refuse, was shocked, and watched as the girl dashed past and plunged the vial into the well. The water was colder than anything she had felt before, and seemed to crystallise and cast rainbows across her skin. She might have watched it dance forever, but she pulled herself away and returned to her horse. Are you forgetting your betrothed? The frog asked, and the girl laughed, scooped him up, and placed him in front of her saddle. Dawn was rising over the kingdom as the youngest daughter clattered back into the castle courtyard. Without a moment's hesitation, she threw herself from her horse, and with the frog in one hand and the glass vial in another, she hurried into the castle. Her sisters were waiting for her, faces crossed with worry. Where were you? they cried. They noticed the frog in her hand, and their worry turned to shock. Let me by, the girl said, all too aware of the moments creeping towards her mother's end. You cannot marry a frog, the eldest sister cried. However will you have children? the middle one exclaimed. The sisters jostled in to try and see their sibling's amphibious husband-to-be, and then trying to break free from them, the youngest sister tripped and watched in horror as a tiny glass vial full of water that would save their mother's life smashed sparkling across the stone floor and spilling everywhere. A sob burst from her chest and she fell to her knees and tried in vain to gather up some trace of the disappearing liquid. Don't cut your own flesh on this glass, said the frog, hopping down and looking up at her. The well is born of my blood. Take the dagger at your hip and strike off my head to save your mother. At first the girl refused, having become fond of the talking frog. But when she heard the sound of a death knell over the town that stopped her very heart, she hurried to her mother's chamber with the frog. A stony-faced attendant was already pulling a dark shroud over her mother when she arrived in the chamber. Stop, she cried, and with tears rolling down her face, took her dagger from her belt and cut off the frog's head. Hurrying, she stood over her mother and allowed the blood to drip into her mouth. A torturous moment passed. And another. And nothing happened. The youngest sister could hear the mourning wails of their subjects outside and she couldn't control her own grief anymore. She squeezed her eyes closed, cursing her sisters and wishing she had been the first to be sent to the well. She barely felt the hand that rested on her shoulder. Don't cry, said a gentle voice. She couldn't put her finger on it, but she was certain she recognised it. Open your eyes. See your mother. 
The girl opened her eyes, and much to her disbelief, her mother's eyes had opened too. Colour rushed back into her cheeks like a dam had given way. She weakly pushed herself up, and a smile so radiant crossed her face. My child, she said gently, you are both brave and wise. You knew what the kingdom needed most. You will make a worthy queen someday. The girl was elated, and could not stop the tears that poured from her eyes. The castle staff hurried about, quickly spreading the news that the queen was miraculously cured from death. Will you introduce me to your friend? the queen asked. The girl remembered the frog's sacrifice and frowned. I can't, mother, for he gave his life for yours. I too am you, said the voice from behind her that she had all but forgotten. The girl turned, trying to work out how she knew that voice. Before her was a dashing young man with eyes of the brightest green and hair as black as the midnight sky. She knew instantly to whom the voice belonged. I was trapped long ago by a sorcerer, only to be freed once I'd lived a full life in love and service. I hope now that I've given you my greatest service, you might take the time to know me as a friend. The girl was delighted to come to know the frog, who was now a man, and the two became not only the best of friends, but in time, the best of lovers. They married by the well in the wood, and in time, the queen's youngest daughter became queen herself, ruling as righteously and fairly as her mother before her, her frog prince ever at her side. Thank you for listening to the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every single week with new folklore content from stories to analysis. So stay tuned. Folklore Scotland is a charity founded to protect and preserve Scottish folklore through taking a multimedia approach to compiling and sharing folktales, telling the tales of the past with the technology of today. If you would like to find out more about our charity, visit folklorescotland.com. And if you're keen to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, send us an email at info at folklorescotland.com. You can also find all of our social media links and a link to a written version of this week's story in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.